I'm Carrie Benedett, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters, where you will find tools to revitalise you and your relationships, whether at work or in your personal life. Well, a little bit about me. I'm an education consultant specialising in emotional intelligence, and I use creative approaches that empower people with proven processes. I'm known for my high energy, passion and compassion for those in need of help. And I like to shine a spotlight on what we can do. I'm here to bring positivity, confidence and strength every day, everywhere. My mantra in life has been, let's give it a red hot shot. Welcome to Suzette Bailey and Craig Tomler. So this week, our Thriving Matters podcast is talking to ex to extraordinary ordinary guy and gal who happen to be partners, not just in their life uh, but in their business as well. So, how are you both this morning? I'm great. It's a lovely, nice, chilly, warm, chilly <laughs> sort of day in Canberra. But uh, other than that, it's doing really well. Yeah, I'm pretty good as well. <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is a first really for our Thriving Matters podcast of having two on. I do a lot of other conversations with with two and more, but for our podcast series, we talk to ordinary guys and gals who are doing extraordinary things in their life and work. And I think you've got the double barrel uh, relationship connection here, where you live and work um, in in the same business together. So. I'm really interested, and I'm sure our listeners are, on how you make this work. Look, it has its challenges, as like everything, but uh, we've definitely worked out some strategies to uh, to to get it to work. Um, so for me, it, part of that is is uh, getting clear about what the roles and, and everything is, but it's also about um, for me. Um, one of the things I have done. Um, is I, I, I kick Craig out of the office actually, and uh, he, <laughs> him and I now works in separate locations because we found it was better um, than trying to be together all the time. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's probably very wise uh, because it still gives you that personal space around your own identity as well. Uh, I think it's pretty important actually. But look, before we start, when um, I re- always ask uh, our guest what what it is that puts a smile on their face most mornings or gets them out of bed and I know you're in chilly Canberra and you've had some really very very cold uh, temperatures this winter minus um, and just sitting on zero for a number of days so how do you get you know what do, what does it for you to get you out of bed each day so maybe Craig will start with you you know, look, I, I think for me, um, like I, I don't like the cold and I've never really liked the cold. I'm more of a warm weather guy. So moving to Canberra, you know, I had to put up with it. Um, and it is a big factor, but I, I still find that it's really about, um, you know, what we're actually working on that, that keeps me motivated and, and interested because, you know, we're just working in a really exciting area. Yeah, and we, we'll we'll delve into that um, as well as we go through. So, Suzette, what about you? Are you a cold girl or you like the warmer temperatures? Look, of the two, I prefer cold only because there's only so many layers you can take off, you know, if you're really, really, really hot locations. <laughs> but I, do, I must admit, I, I'm a much more of a Goldilocks person who likes the moderate. Um, <laughs> severe cold or severe hot, I'm not particularly great on. But I do like... Um, 
you know, sort of the ability that I would like it a little bit warmer than Canberra is at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so jumping out of bed each day, look, there's uh, you just sort of put the uh, the temperature aside <laughs> and you uh, you jump out because the day is going to be totally exciting, right? <laughs> Well, that's it exactly, and and I've got to say, there has been a few mornings um, that you know you're sort of lying there under the doona in the, the warm bed, going, "Okay, why am I getting up again?" And then you re you remember you know what it is to be about <laughs> and being in business that actually excites you, and that's pretty much the only thing that gets you to come out from underneath the doona at times. Well, look, tell us tell us between you um, what your business is and what really inspired you to actually set it up and to grow it? Well, that's probably a question for me because it actually was, it came very clearly from my side of the, of the fence. Um, so my, um, how, what, what inspired or at least started it, uh, of which Craig though helped to, to uh, then make it, uh, to bring it to fruition was a few years ago, I had been trying to take my area of expertise to um, which is in sort of the area of information management, records and document management systems and things. So not the most exciting sort of thing for other people, although I do tend to find it very exciting. Um, <laughs> and I was trying to bring that to the small business and entrepreneur market. And that required me to do marketing or, you know, start writing, you know, content for marketing. And I bombed spectacularly. I, I was really, really bad at it. And uh, so that sort of, you know, fast track a few years forward and you know with the advent of AI being able to write marketing or write content indistinguishably from humans I saw that there was this opportunity um, so I then brought it to, to Craig and uh, yeah Craig did you want to go on? Yeah I guess from my perspective I've always worked at the leading edge of technology um, I got involved with the internet in 1995 um, I was involved with one of the first uh, IS five, one of the first five ISPs in the country, um, and was, uh, and then moved straight into content and into uh, developing different online properties. Well before it was mainstream, eighty six through to you know two thousand and one. So um, you know, and since then I've done a lot of a lot of things either first or at least first in the country. And I'm always very interested at pushing the boundaries. So for me with AI, um, I was getting a bit bored where I was. I was working in large corporate, you know, which was basically uh, working in the safe spaces. And uh, while I was working in an innovation role, um, it was very hard to push the boundaries forward in any meaningful way. So uh, this was really an opportunity for me to get back to doing what I love, which is pushing the boundaries forward and, and creating new value for people um, that just previously wasn't possible. Um, so that was what really got me excited about the opportunity. Wow. So, so just give us a bit more of an idea now of what these new boundaries are like for you and uh, where you're going. So if somebody's, you know, bumped into you in the street, um, just said, look, you know, what, what are you working in at the moment, Craig um, and Suzette? Um, you, it's, you're really working with entrepreneurs, yeah, in the entrepreneurial space, but you're also looking uh, working with large companies and organisations. Um, so help, help our listeners just understand a little bit more of what you do together. 
So what uh what it started with was working with entrepreneurs and small business owners, being able to help them write their marketing content for them using AI, mm-hmm. and being able to um, do that in under a minute. So about getting to their first draft very very quickly. Um, but really it has morphed and we've pivoted now to working, as you said, back with the, the larger organisations. Both Craig and I have a significant background working with, with the larger end of town. And what we're finding is that sort of the larger organisations or at least the ones that have uh, you know, more than a few you know, sort of 10 staff are finding that a lot of them are still are suffering the the aspect of being able to generate and create content within their business for a range of different reasons, marketing being one of them, um, and that ultimately it is a very big time cost and also actual cost to a business. So what we're doing is we're working with businesses now that take that sort of that generation of content in a range of different areas such as marketing but also in areas of report writing proposals etc and helping them to fast track that process so they can get some more of their time back and you know ultimately in business time is money Mm, yeah and I, i think from my perspective you know look we are working with the world's leading commercial ai for writing content um, it is, uh, we're the first company in Australia pe- to be working with this AI and have released a commercial product. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're bringing a capability that is simply not available to organisations. You know, it was never available to organisations before. And the opportunity moving forward is immense to have AI writing at least the first draft of 90% of the content that is currently handwritten by humans but the only real improvement we've made is we moved from writing with a pen to writing with a computer Mm. Um, and realistically that's a that that was a huge productivity gain at the time when it came in in the 80s and 90s but realistically there's been no further innovation in that space over the last 30 odd years Um, so what we're talking about now is a real amazing transformational shift in the way content business content marketing content all types of written content is produced. Um, you know, imagine being able to A-B test a book, to write it in a day, and then A-B test three different versions of it. Or being able to, uh, you know, generate um, your business procedures and your business documentation in a matter of minutes um, to a quality level that is uh, equivalent or better than that of most humans. So, so th- that's the opportunity space we're working in. And really what we're helping is we're being a bit of a Sherpa to help guide businesses on how to adapt and uh, embed that technology in how they work as a business and helping humans t- to work with AI to amplify what they're able to create. Oh, I really, I love that um, that visual I just got of, of being a Sherpa. I think that goes very well with uh, transformation as well, which is really what you're talking about. And it's transformative for the business world and for our time management, uh, anyone in business. But it's also, tra- it's a transformative space for both of you in how you actually work together and where the possibilities are. It's it must give you goosebumps, does it? Absolutely. And it, <laughs> there's, there's obviously hard days and there's days like any startup, you, you wonder how you're going to jump out of bed because, or how you're going to get yourself out of bed because things just seem so hard. But the reality is you're absolutely right. Overall, 
the the reason why both of us are, you know like we're doing this is because we see that this is that this is an area that both of us have a huge amount of expertise and interest in but the other thing with it too is that ability to actually transform business actually also means that we're transforming lives because mm. people, you know, business underpins the economy yep yep and it, this is, there's no better time than now. Uh, we're in such um, tumultuous change uh, regarding employment, job possibilities, uh, wherever, wherever jobs are likely to, to come from now, if, if we are isolated against viruses that are uh, mutating, perpetuating. Um, so it is an exciting time. And really, we were, I think we were quite scared and afraid of what perhaps AI or technology could do for us. But in a way, it's actually been here to help us connect and to help us grow and to innovate. Yeah, I think ultimately AI is a tool, just like fire, just like computers. Yeah. And, and the end result, it really got to down to the people who use the tool. And, and, and that also not only comes in terms of whether it's ultimately good or bad for us as society, but also in terms of the, the limits of our imagination are really what limit the uses and the possibilities for this. And in our space as, as a startup in this area, um, you know, obviously, as you talked about, there's a lot of negative sentiment around AI. And a lot of that's come from movies and media <laughs> that have talked about AI being uh, an enemy of humanity or being the, the nemesis. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even people like Elon Musk talk about it. And incidentally, Elon Musk was one of the, the people who set up the company that makes the AI that we're currently using to generate these outcomes for people. Um, and a lot of it is really about reimagining AI as an amplifier and as an assistive tool for humanity to actually help us achieve create, greater creative heights than we'd be able to achieve before. Oh. Um, and there's a real opportunity here at the moment, you know, with, with society in turmoil, um, there, there is a lot of opportunity to bring new tools into the workplace to rethink how we do business and actually do it far smarter than we've done it in the past. And, and give opportunity to those who have no, um, who have no previous income perhaps um, exactly. or have lost their income um, and, yeah, can build a future on it. So I, I, I think it's a mindset that we, all, that we can really um, foster uh, and be open to. I, a few years ago, I would never have given this much thought. Um, I've come out of education uh, and there were a whole lot of... Um, tools, technology was seen as, as a tool for, for teaching, for learning, um, but I think the potential, um, especially during lockdown periods, uh, using more AI um, for education is massive. And the thing with this is, uh, for me, AI, I, you know, I think I'd be a millionaire several times over every time I hear, you know, if I had a dollar for for every time somebody says AI is scary. Well, the thing with it is, is that for me, I, I, and I absolutely 100% um, agree with everything Craig said about with AI and the transformational aspect of it. And, but for me, it's also about the change. Um, I think AI gets lumped in and even, you know, with the new movies and things, they make it out like it's this nasty thing. But I think fundamentally part of the reason why people get concerned about this is, is we get 
change. Change can be scary in itself. And AI is this thing that people don't understand. And when we don't understand something, we don't, we generally tend to be fearful of it, particularly mm. things like movies and that sort of that adding mm. to that doesn't help. But the reality is that we are going through an industrial revolution, the next industrial revolution at the moment, and AI robotics is is helping to to do that. And in itself, it's neither negative or positive. As Craig mentioned, it is a tool like anything else. It's a tool we have to get our heads around how we can use it better in our business. But it is, you know, it can be, it can help to drive innovation and growth in our business, or it could be, you know, what is the you know undoing of us if we we're not getting on board with it yeah and i think when it gets down to it like i i've talked a lot about that visionary big picture stuff and Suzette's pulled it a lot more into context with businesses and so on yeah. and at the essence that's what it's really about it's about taking a concept that is now real and uh, available in the world and then taking it down to the level of the individual business owner the individual team and helping to tailor the solution to fit in with how they work and then maybe adapt a little bit of how they work so they're actually getting the value out of it. And that's really what we're about, is how do we take this transformational technology that is big, it may look scary to some, it's definitely going to have impacts on change on how we operate, and then bringing that down to a context where an individual business can say, I can use this day to day and it makes my life easier and better. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I think you bring up a really great point here about the transformational um, ability um, to impact change. So I've just gone to your mindset and um, I, I'm going to assume that over, me, over the experience of your business life and your um, professional life, you've had a mindset that has allowed you to think outside of the box, so to speak. Um, and I'm, I'm going to ask you both, has there, has there been something that has occurred that really altered the way you were looking at the potential for, for using AI? Was it um, a significant um, situation, uh, something that threw you off kilter, uh, something you lost or gained, uh, someone you bumped into, an author or anything like that, that really made you think about what you wanted to do and how you wanted to go about it? Look, I'll answer. So this is pretty much touched what I said at the beginning around how simple marketing came about. For me, when I was actually trying to write marketing, I, I'm for people who are listening, I, I have a I'm in genetics and biochemistry, and then I also run an IT, um, had been running an IT consulting business working to the federal government and large businesses. So not the best background for writing content uh, for the internet, for that marketing <laughs> content. I was very much very heavily into technical and very third-person right. Okay. And so when actually in that area, I was the genius. Like I... I, I my, you know, I was the go-to person. In fact, I got a bit lazy and didn't do marketing so much for it because I was considered that person. But the thing with it is, though, is what it did give me, though, is when I tried to bring and convert that into, you know, some of the things for the small business sector and the entrepreneurs, it gave me a very deep understanding of how difficult it is for business owners who are, you know, yeah. geniuses at what they do. 
but they're not geniuses at marketing. They're not geniuses at writing this content, um, particularly as you, you mentioned, you know, we're going now in a position where, you know, we're going through this massive change because of, um, of COVID and people going online, you know, being forced to go online when they previously didn't have to. And so for me, when I was always interested in the technology, but I could see an opportunity to help people the same way, um, you know, sort of, um, you know, I myself needed help. Um, mm. In fact, I think, you know, in preparation for this podcast, you asked for three quotes. One of the things we did is I actually used our AI platform to help me write those three quotes. I still took ownership of them and they were, they became mine, but the process, I used a tool, AI, to actually generate it and make it faster for me. Oh, and uh, that's fantastic. That's just a, an amazing way of of um, of showing the versatility of the AI and the the speed of it and how it can help. Because there's no more time in anyone's day. So what what quote did you come up with, Suzette? Uh, give me two seconds. The quote that I sent through to you was. Uh, let me just go down to it. Um, when you rise above a challenge, you turn a perceived liability into an asset. And for me, that was a really deep one because, you know, I had changed this problem of actually, of working in the, you know, sort of trying to go into marketing and bailing spectacularly. Now that actually became an asset for me because it generated an entire whole entire business for us, which is now, you know, obviously uh, growing. And uh, so even though, you know, at the time it was perceived as a failure, it was a opportunity for me to learn something that I needed to, to be able to do what we are now. Mm, mm. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I, um, Turn it to, to to rise above the challenge and turn it into an asset. That's if that's come out of uh, the mechanisms of AI and the the most amazing um, back end of how all this happens. It still is applicable to the human human side of of working together, of aspiring and and having a business or whatever it is that you're um, whatever it is that you're doing in life. So. I'm not a not a bad effort, I would say on that quote. <laughs> well, when we talk about AI, you know, the, the way the AI is taught is it basically learns from the entire body of human knowledge. And that's how the AI we currently use from the internet, from Wikipedia, from lots of other sources. So realistically, AI is nothing more than uh, one of our children who just happens to be able to uh, think and process information more quickly than we can. So uh, ultimately, all it's doing is it's taking uh, our, our knowledge and uh, building on it further. That's, uh, I actually really like that as, a, as an explanation for anyone, any, any one of us who are quite fearful about how dehumanising technology may be for us and that's that's quite a concern isn't it um any of the latest research is talking about uh leadership that is relational for the future we don't know in times of uncertainty where people's well-being is being affected by uh, total change change of circumstance change of change of jobs um and less security perhaps around 
their, their role, their perceived role. Um, and I think that's a really nice uh, and a helpful way for people to think about AI and the benefits of it, how it can be useful for us. Yeah, look, it's absolutely the case. And one thing that we make it very clear to people is that you are still the one in control. You are, as I mentioned, like with the quote, I took, you know, I adapted it and, and verified that uh, it wasn't said by somebody else because previously, you know, somebody, we can as humans even, you know, write things that are similar as a quote to someone else in previous past. So it's always a good um, opportunity to check. But the thing with it is, is it's, for me, the AI isn't about doing things um, differently. It's not about doing things um, around, you know, being, as you say, scary. It's about doing what we're already doing faster and easier and supporting us. And we're the ones still in control and it's able to then take what we do and, you know, what we already do and make it easier for us to do it. Yeah, AI has the potential to make us uh, more human or at least more conscious of our humanity and more able to spend time on the creative aspects of that and less on the purely, you know, routine and functional aspects of that. Um, you know, and having a child doesn't make you less human. <laughs> that, that is so true. But I was just thinking, uh, when we talk about thriving um, in life and work, it means that we can uh, sort of ride the roller coaster of adversity, of, of surprise, of change, of um, celebration, of, you know, reward and performance. Um, so it, it has a nice, uh, I think we can make a, a, a nice um, relationship um, with looking at a uh, a definition of AI that is far more positive and optimistic in its outlook than destructive. Yeah, and I, and I think, again, it comes back to like every tool. Tools can make your jobs harder. And I think one of, one of my fundamental challenges with computers today is that in many ways, people had to adapt their behavior to work with the computer and it creates a lot of additional work for people or, you know, like with email, it's a lot of additional noise that we have to cope with. Yeah. And the whole principle that we've built our business around and the way it's called simple marketing um, is that our whole entire goal is to actually apply the AI in ways that actually makes people's lives easier, not harder. <laughs> and any, anyone in business, small business owner, entrepreneur, anyone, even in organisations, would want that, surely. <laughs> oh, I would say it's a lay down misere, yeah? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and, that, and that is the case, is that, um, you know, we, you know, with anything like any tool, I, one of my favourite actual uh, pictures um, and trying to get this concept across is a, a, a man peering over a wall, mm -hmm. trying to get over a wall, and it's an image standing on about 20 different ladders lying on the ground because a lot of the time we blame the tool around you know why we you know he was he's obviously trying to get over the over the uh the wall using a ladder to help him yet he's missed fundamentally how to use the tool appropriately and effectively because all he had to do is turn one of them sideways 
laying, leaning up against the wall and you'd be able to get over it. And so a lot of the time, I think, you know, it's us, you know, looking at tools that we use and we blame the tools. Sometimes those crates that we need to step back and actually look at them about how we use them because we can use them negatively and they can make our lives more complicated if we're not using them well within our business. Oh, that is such a that is such a strong point. But it, that applies not just to AI. It applies to our processes. It, it applies to our day to day rituals and habits, doesn't it? I mean, it's to, to me that's that's fairly sensible. Um, but also, um, I think it also exhibits a mindset um, that uh, sort of rings rings with thriving. Yeah, we have the skills to help us cope when. Uh, we are challenged to find the solutions that we need um, and we also have the, um, the habits in place uh, that um, give us some routine and help us get to where we want to go. Oh. So I'm just, um, just also having a look at um, one of your other quotes here. When you rise above a challenge, you, have, um, you, you turn a perceived liability into an asset. So very, very positive language. Both of you have highly positive mindsets and you're not afraid of um, small steps forward or large steps forward to see where that will lead you. I think that's, that's, that's coming out loud and strong. Now, tell us a little bit about how you, um, in, in your working together, I know you talked about separate, you know, uh, separate offices or separate areas to work. Uh, what, what other things do you have in place that actually work in your favour or that you've had to work for? One of the things that we've put in place is being, and look, it's not to say it hasn't got its challenges at times, is actually um, the ability to, to respect how each of us learn. We learn quite differently and we, we work quite differently. So one of the things about for us, by putting us in separate rooms, um, being able to, to then have to then either talk through the, the internet or through um, other things like we're in a Slack channel, that helps. Um, because it then, you know, I use information in one way, Craig actually does it in a different way. So, mm -hmm. did you? Yeah, I, look, we have some rituals that we have ourselves that are very, very valuable, like mm -hmm. going for a weekly yum cha where we can sit down and have quite robust conversations. Yeah. Um, and we also have some, you know, sort of boundaries around where we talk about business and when we talk about business, which yeah. are quite important. Um, they do tend to leak over somewhat because we have a lot of US and European meetings, which can be at, at, at usual times. Um, and um, we also... Um, you know, look, I, th I think it's a, it's a continuous process. We do have our big barnies at times. Um, and I think those are, can be quite healthy. Um, you know, they, they can also sometimes not be quite so healthy. So we need to manage those carefully. But one of the things we did in the business was we built, we brought in a third co-founder, which we needed from a technical basis to actually build a lot of the base platform that we don't have the expertise necessarily to do ourselves. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, he's a full stack engineer, but also um, he, he was carefully selected because he had to balance the two of us. Um, and he coming in had to know exactly that we were a couple and that brings its own challenges. And um, he's risen to that extremely well I'm, I'm very very impressed 
Um, and that works very well with the three of us um, as a team. That's super wise, isn't it? And um, can often be overlooked, especially when you're you're working and living together. Uh, well done. I mean, the uh, emotionally intelligent um, skills that that your co-founder has must be pretty high. Would you say? <laughs> uh, probably not in that respect. He's he, it's more the, the the technical skills. But what he does provide us is the ability to, to, to mean that we're not just, it's just the two of us. So he gives us different viewpoints um, and he also has the ability to know that, you know, he is an equal founder in that respect, um, regardless of percentages and that sort of thing, and that his viewpoints are respected just, you know, the same as us. And in fact, sometimes, you know, he's needed, you know, that gave us that, that, ability to have the three-way you know if we if some you know one or two of us it wasn't just me and Craig now it was a third person being able to provide a mm. viewpoint that was um separate to us but also valued um because Craig and I with living together sometimes we can sometimes either um either get into a rut on the same thinking or conversely actually diverge too far and we go to extremes at times. So mm -hmm. for him, um, for Martin, it's great for him, for us, for having him in the business, not only for his technical expertise, but he brings us that uh, that additional oversight or that viewpoint that allows us to sort of find something moving forward that you know is a happy medium. The triangle was the strongest shape. Yes. Yeah, the triad. Yes, the triangle. That um, and. I mean, we can have different uh, at different times. All relationships aren't always 50-50, are they? So the, the size of that triangle probably won't all be equal all of the time. But uh, when you're in a discussion around, um, you know, process or projects or innovation, um, it's handy to be able to um, be able to get uh, get varying points of view and be able to work it through. I think yeah. I think that's great advice. Look, I'm going to ask you both. Um, you know, we're we're in we're we're watching the 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 world manage a pandemic. Uh, whether we consider it a good management or not, it just is it's because we've never we've never lived in this time before. Um, but if if there was a message for the world at the moment that you both would have, what would what would it look like? What would would it be about? To my mind, um, it is, look, we live in periods of change all the time. Um, this is something, you know, that we, we, we are adaptable. Um, and it's about balance for me. So it's balancing what you can't, you know, what, if you can't change something or if you can't, um, you know, in the case of the COVID situation, we don't have a huge amount of control over what's going on with that. Mm. So fit back in you know, what you can control and what you can actually do. Um, and also being kind to ourselves, because I think a lot of the time we rush, 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 trying to do all these things, but we're not actually forgiving of ourselves when we stuff up or we don't do things the exactly right and that can have the flow on effect of us getting into a bit of a spiral down mm -hmm. so I think being you know having that balance between understanding there are going to be things out of our control and that's okay but what, what we need to do is focus on things that we can control 
and also focus on our ability to make sure that we balance it with also being kind to ourselves when we don't things don't quite go the right way. Yeah, I think there are two things for me. Mm -hmm. um, the first one is is that you know humanity hasn't risen to be the dominant species on this planet due to our individual prowess as a hunter or our uh, you know or our size or some particular you know attribute that we have. It's always been the strength of the ability for us to communicate, to form teams, to form larger social units that are very, very complex and be able to work together in collaborative ways at the same time as we're competing and with each other individually to actually be able to overcome um, all the challenges that the world has thrown at us over the last couple of hundred thousand years. So in that respect, you know, this is a this is a time when we need to think more about how do we come together and work together as teams. Uh, we stop focusing on the tribes and the differences and start working on what brings us together and how we bring diversity to solve the problems that we're facing today. Uh, no nation can solve the pandemic on its own. And frankly, no, you know, no continent can solve it on its own. Um, but as a species, you know, this is a good test to demonstrate how we can uh, continue to adapt and continue to grow and uh, continue to earn our, our right to, you know, hold the role that we hold in this world. Um, and if we can't bring that together, that would be a very sad thing for us, but not so much for the rest of nature. But, um, you know, this is really a test for us to show what we can actually do. Mm. Um, and my other thought on the topic is that, you know, look, um, I, I'm someone who has difficulty finding the box. So thinking outside the box has always been my norm. Um, and I actually struggle with, with people who largely sit in the box because they see they have such a limited perspective on the whole world and what's going on. Yeah. For me, for me, this is an enormous opportunity. Like the world has been in turmoil before. Um, periodically, we have these great, um, you know, overthrows. Sometimes they announce the end of civilizations. Sometimes they announce a renaissance. And I think what we need to look at is how do we embrace the opportunities that change brings us and find the different opportunities there are to transform the way we've worked in the past from what we had, which was largely organizations structured from the first railway companies 200 years ago, which were the first significantly sized organizations really in human history. So how do we rethink the way we do business, the way we run society, the way we run um, everything in order to cope with a more dynamic and fast changing environment that we've actually had for decades, but we've largely spent our time pushing back against rather mm. than embracing. Oh, some great foods for thought. And I know that uh, anyone listening in might want to contact either yourself, Su Suzette or Craig. Um, um, and so let's 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 give them some idea of how best to contact you, uh, whether it's website or um, uh, email, LinkedIn. I know you both have profiles on LinkedIn. Um, so what would be your best contact? 
So either go to our website, www.simplemarketing.ai. Um, you can also reach out to us by email on info at simplemarketing.ai, or as you said, also looking us both up on LinkedIn. Um, both of us are very easy to find on LinkedIn. Um, Craig is the only Craig Tomler, and I'm <laughs> the one, I, because of probably my IT background, I managed to get linkedin.com um, with the Suzette Bailey. So I don't have any name um, numbers or any other sort of weird uh-huh. sort of thing. So the two of us are usually pretty easy to find. Um, feel free to, to reach out us in, in any of those uh, formats. Oh, well, look, thank you so much for um, having a chat today. Um, it's been a fantastic uh, opportunity for, for any listeners to, to get some really great tips on how to work and live together how to be open to the possibilities that um, we are being presented with at the moment in a quite an uncertain world, but how we can harness um, technology and AI to um, actually gain back some time and do some work uh, much faster than we than we have been, how, even to transform the way we think about how to work. Uh, I think that's been the plus. And um, I'm, I'm hoping that you'll get your yum char in this week, that you'll get that time by yourself um, that you um, that you enjoy having those those natters about, but you also um, are able to find the uh, the time in between your international uh, commitments to um, keep warm down in icy Canberra. <laughs> no, it's good. We're, we're both of us have got pretty good uh, processes in place. And look, can we improve? Absolutely. In fact, one of the meetings this afternoon will be with one of the people in the business to go through how we can improve our um, processes internally better as well. And that's the thing. Ultimately, you're never finished. Um, you're always, you know, it's a process of improvement with everything. But at the same time, enjoy and celebrate the wins. Um, oh. And Yumcha for us is one of our ability to enjoy life, but it's also an opportunity for us to um, to, to celebrate the wins as well. Oh, well done you. Look, thank you both so much. Craig, delightful to meet you today. Suzette, as always, um, I go. I leave these conversations with my head going, oh, wow, what else? There's You need to investigate this, this and this. Open up your thought processes, girl. <laughs> so, and I imagine that's what's happening to a number of our listeners at the same time. So listeners, if you've enjoyed this episode of Thriving Matters, I'd love you to pop onto your favourite Uh, podcast uh, app and give us some love everybody loves a little bit of love Um, if you've enjoyed it give us a review as well Um, you've heard how to contact uh, Suzette and Craig if you'd like to follow this up even further Uh, for me if you'd like to know more about what I do pop on to carriebenedet.com you'll find me on all socials as well as LinkedIn under the same name Carrie Benedette please remember You are precious and your thriving matters in life and work. So go gently until we meet again. Thanks, Suzette and Craig, very much for having us uh, being on the show today. Um, And enjoy the rest of the exciting transformation that AI is bringing us. (laughs) Bye for now. I'm Carrie Benedette, and this is my podcast, Thriving Matters. 